Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Code. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix. If you've listened to this show, you've, of course, heard me before. And you've heard me say, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you tuning in to listen to this. Hopefully, you find some value out of this. This is, I think, going to be kind of a fun episode for me to do. Um, a little bit more unique. I've not done one like this before. And um, yeah, I'm going to be sort of doing a review on an article that I found in a magazine that came to to our house in the mail today, um, you know, addressed to me, titled to me. And uh, I didn't order this magazine. Um, I don't exactly know why I got it. But um, the magazine is called The Starting Line powered by Fit to Run, the runner superstore. So from what I can gather, Fit to Run is a running store, local running shop. Um, looks like they have several locations, all of which are in Florida, and it looks like they have one in Puerto Rico. So it looks like they have about, I don't know, 15 locations or something in a bunch of different uh, parts of Florida. And it's a running store. It looks like they do gait analysis work. Of course, they sell shoes and gear, other apparel and type types of things. But um, Fit to Run is the name of it. Now, this, art- this uh, article, this uh, podcast episode is not meant to bash this store. I'm sure they do a lot of awesome things. Um, I actually really enjoy um, connecting with and networking with the local running stores that we have here in Denver. And I've done this in pretty much every city that I live in because I really enjoy working with runners. And I'm a customer of these places myself. I burn through a lot of shoes. I love shoes. I probably have way too many. In, uh, in my closet, my wife, Erin, would tell you that I need to get rid of some. Uh, I'm actually going to try and sell some. If any of, you, any of you are looking for some shoes, let me know. But I was just sort of thumbing through this little magazine. And I'm, I'm glad that I did because otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I normally don't do this. Normally when I get something like this, it's a magazine that you know I don't necessarily need. Um, I could just hop on the website if I wanted to buy something from these guys. Uh, I normally just throw these things right in the recycling, right? But I decided to just flip through it. And then I was basically going to just flip through it once. And then I was going to get rid of it. But two thirds of the way through, I came across this article called Back to Running Post-Injury. So I decided to start glancing at it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast episode about this because we work with a lot of runners at Physio Room. I've worked with a lot of runners both here and previously in different places that I've lived. And this is one of the most, you know, challenging topics for someone who is running, who sustained some sort of an injury is like, how should I get back to running after that injury? And before we got dive too deep into this episode, I'm going to tell you, there's no perfect answer. There is no one size fits all return to running program or protocol. Everybody's situation is unique and different. Um, you know, some people may have recently had a baby and they're in a postpartum situation and their return to running is going to look very different than someone who has had a knee sprain or plantar fasciitis or Achilles pain or whatever that might look, look like, right. Or if you've had surgery versus not, 
There's no one size fits all return to running program, which is also why in running related research, it's hard to find any like very solid agreed upon, um, you know, return to running program because it's, it's basically just not there. But I want to pick apart this article a little bit because, you know, of course, this article is promoted and uh, published by in a magazine for a running store. This is not a medical facility. But I thought that this article left a lot to be desired, unfortunately. And I think there's a lot more to it than what they put in this article. Now, there is a little disclaimer here at the bottom that says this information is based on personal experiences and accounts from other runners. Please consult a medical professional for any injury-related treatment and or questions. So I'm glad they put that in there because had they not, this article gets you nowhere, in my opinion. It it barely scratches the surface on what you should do if you have an injury and how you should get back from that injury. And of course, you know, this article, two-thirds of it is, or one-third of it is trying to get you to, to buy something, to come in the store, buy some more gear, do a gate analysis with one of their store employees, um, but of course, you know, that's that's what keeps them in business. So I get it. But um, here are the things they talk about in this article. Um, if you've had some sort of injury and then you're coming back from it, find the training plan that works for you. So I like that. I like that. We all should be following some form of a training plan, whether you develop that yourself because you have some experience in that and you know, or you're working with a coach. We have several that we work with at Physio Room. And they're all phenomenal, um, you know, depending on what our client is training for. If they don't already have a coach, that's how we decide who to refer them to. You know, some coaches are work more with high school athletes. Some work more with kids. Some work with more of adults of a um, higher caliber. And some work with more adults who are more recreational runners. And, you know, we we pair them accordingly. And, of course, you know, based on their geographical location, too. But, um you know, it says find the training plan that works for you because training plans often are the number one reason that people get hurt in the first place. And I'm going to dive through a little bit of that a little bit later on this episode after I kind of look at the rest of this article with you guys. So then the second sort of a paragraph that they go through returning from running after an injury says, start slow and work your way to where you were. So I really like this also. This is really good because it basically tells you not to compare yourself post-injury to where you were pre-injury because it may take some time to get back to that point, right? If you were at a very fit level and then you just suffered an injury, it's going to take a while probably to get back to that, right? And everybody's injury and recovery story is different. So it basically says, hey, don't put any expectations on yourself of you don't need to be or you shouldn't be expected to be right back at the level you were when you come back from this injury. And that is totally true. So that's one thing I really like about this article. Um, you know, take the expectations, get them out of your mind and just focus on where you're at now and then use that as a launching pad to move forward from there. Okay. Um, third paragraph, rest more often. So basically says, Hey, make sure you build in more rest days following uh, an injury so that you can take the time to assess your body and make sure that you are giving yourself adequate time for recovery in between your runs as you're building your volume back up. Again, I really like this part. I think this is awesome. Um, you know, it sort of says an example might be don't follow an, an evening run with a morning run the next day because you only gave yourself potentially like 12 hours to recover, depending on how long exactly that was. 
but like build some more rest and recovery time in between your runs while you are feeling out how your body's responding, getting back to running. And then the final two paragraphs basically talk about make sure you have gear in top shape. And it sort of says, hey, you may need to replace your shoes. So come in and buy some shoes. And then it says study and analyze your gait cycle. And, um, you know, they sort of talk about their gait analysis process in their uh, store, which I agree, you should look at your gait cycle. Um, Personally, I've not been a huge fan of the majority of running stores that I've been into some better than others. Because not always, unfortunately, is the person doing the actual gait analysis extremely qualified to be doing that, right? In my experience, a lot of times when you go into a running store in the gait analysis, one, it's very brief. Two, they're usually trying to control and restrict motion, right? And if you've ever been into a running store or you're an avid runner or recreational, you probably know the term pronation. And every time I've gone to do a gait analysis at a running store, what I'm being told or taught, and I I try not to let people know that I'm a physical therapist until after I get to know them. Like, I don't want it to bias the experience that I have. I want to be treated just like everyone else so that I can see what it's like for my clients when they go in the store, because then I know what stores to recommend. Um, But, you know, usually they're trying to control the amount of pronation that people go through in their gait cycle. And at the end of the day, pronation is a totally normal and necessary movement in our lower leg, foot and ankle area that we have to have and we have to be able to go through in a controlled fashion in order to complete a full gait cycle. Now, if you have excessive or lacking pronation, that can be an issue. But typically what I find is, you know, a lot of these gait analyses in running stores, they don't want you to have any pronation. Like they want you to be like as neutral as can be without going into pronation. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't always agree with that. I don't think people always need to be in a stability shoe or have orthotics in their shoes. But at the end of the day, these things sell, these things make money for whoever's selling them, whether it's a podiatry office, a running store, a physical therapy clinic, quite frankly. And, um, my belief and what the running research would indicate is that, These things should be used for temporary time periods for people who need them. Um, They can be tools utilized to help you continue to train while mitigating symptoms that you might be having and minimize the stress on certain tissues in your body. But we need to start to try to work away from those things and actually address the root causes of what's going on in the first place. So all these different um, paragraphs in this article At the end of the day, it basically says when you have an injury, rest and go slow when you're getting back into it. But nowhere in here, and this is what frustrated me, nowhere in here does it say, except for the disclaimer at the bottom, actually figure out what's going on and address the actual root cause of the issue. It just says rest until it feels better and then go back to doing what you do in your training, but do it slow and make sure you give yourself adequate rest between your your runs. And that's not how you handle running injuries, you guys. You don't just run. And then when something hurts, you rest it. And then when it feels better, you go back to running. Because then that same cycle is going to continue to happen. And I see this with so many people, so many runners. One, first of all, so many runners sustain an injury. And you've heard a lot of uh, podcast episodes on this show that sort of talk about running. And as you can see, I like running. I'm getting a little jazzed up here. I'm going to take a sip of water, calm myself down. 
What's going on, Code listeners? Dr. Andrew Fix here. And I want to tell you about our friends at Element. Element makes a tasty electrolyte drink with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means the science-backed electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, and none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And that's why I use it. I've been taking Element for two years now, and I absolutely love the stuff, and I wouldn't want to exercise without it. For all of you code listeners and friends of Physio Room, Elements offered a special to you guys, and I want you to take advantage of it. Go ahead and visit drinkelement.com slash physioroom. That's drinklmnt.com slash physioroom to receive that special offer. You're going to get a free variety pack with any purchase that you place, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, but rest is not the only way to address when things are bothering you, right? So before we go down the path of like, you know, talking about what to do when things are bothering you, which we're going to unpack just a little bit more than this article does. What I want to encourage you to do is first and foremost, if something starts to bother you, don't wait until it is bothering you so much to the point where you have to stop running before you actually decide to do something about it. Because at that point, you've waited too long. You've waited too long, and now you're having to pull yourself out of your activity rather than preferably getting a handle on that sooner so that you could continue to train while you address what's going on so that hopefully you don't have to stop running. And then you don't have to do what this article is talking about, right? We want to keep you training. We want to address what's going on. We want to use our three-step process in our office at Physio, Physio Room, reset, restore, reload meaning let's calm down what's bothering you, address the root cause, and prevent it from coming back. Let's reload you and stop it from coming back so that you don't continue to have to deal with it. If you only followed what this article is talking about, there's a good chance it's going to come back, and I don't like that. So, you know, that's first and foremost. Don't wait to address something that's bothering you until it gets to the point where you're forced to address it. Choose to address it because it's a little annoying, and then how long it takes to get that feeling better is going to be so much faster. If you go see a medical provider like myself or anyone else, we're going to have such an easier time helping guide you to the solution. And we don't want to have to hold you out of your sport or activity. It's not fun for us. It's not fun for you. Now, if you want to try to prevent running injuries in the first place, a couple other tips that we might give you. One, don't just run, right? Running is an extremely repetitive activity. and it has a very high rate of injury for people that participate in it regularly. So if you can cross train and do some other activities, you know, preferably ones that get you changing directions, right? Not just going forward all the time. Maybe that's yoga. Maybe that's playing with your kids in the backyard. Maybe that's playing softball recreationally, just like something that gets you moving in different patterns. Same thing we would recommend for kids, right? Not specializing in one sport at a very, very early age. That's going to be beneficial for you. So cross-training, making sure you have some sort of strength, regular strength and mobility training routine that you have in place. And if you don't already have one, we've got a lot of valuable resources on our YouTube page for Physio Room. Find yourself a coach if you need one. We have a lot of connections for you in different parts of the country, potentially different parts of the world. Our network is pretty large. And then, um, you know, we also know a lot of people like ourselves and others that can work with you very effectively via um, virtual, virtual services, right? Digital. 
um, whether that's on video or just following a program that was put together for you. So strength and mobility work, I normally recommend at least two days per week of strength training for runners that I work with. And that's basically regardless of how many days a week you're running. So, I mean, if you're running two days a week or you're running six days a week, I'm still going to probably recommend two days a week of strength training. And we're going to have to structure that in to your lifestyle and your program in a way that works best for you. And then don't forget about the other things that are going to impact whether or not you get hurt as well. What you're putting in your body from a nutrition, like dietary and hydration standpoint, your sleeping recovery status, and how quality those things are. And then just your lifestyle in general. Like, what do you do? Do you sit at a desk all day? Do you work construction? Do you have a very high stress work environment or family situation? That's going to change the tolerance level to your body or for your body to stressors that you put it on, such as exercise, such as running. And that's going to impact, you know, the likelihood that you get hurt, right? So we can all imagine if you go around eating Doritos, cupcakes, and ice cream versus someone who's eating a very um, healthful diet of fruits, proteins, you know, vegetables, avoiding the added sugars and excessive grains and stuff you're probably going to see that the person who eats more healthy is probably more tolerant to activity. They probably feel better, less likely to get hurt. Um, now, when something does start to bother you, one thing that we have to do is we have to discover and you know try to peel back the onion, find put those puzzle pieces together and figure out like what is the root cause of what's going on. You might have knee pain. Or this article very briefly in the kind of intro talked about plantar fasciitis is something that plagues runners and can be very frustrating for a lot of runners because it's a very painful thing to try to run through if and train through if you've never actually experienced it. It doesn't feel good, right? Having the bottom of your foot hurt when you're trying to run. Quite frankly, there's not a lot of things that are more annoying than foot pain and back pain for like almost any activity that you're doing because they impact basically everything. You know, almost every sport involves you being up on your feet or using your feet in some capacity. Almost every sport involves your back in some capacity, right? Um, so it's hard to do things with those scenarios. But you have to address the root cause. Knee pain is not always knee pain, right? It does not always mean that there's something going wrong right at the knee. So you're going to have to search and try to figure out what the root cause of the issue is. And then that's where people like myself come in. People like our awesome team at Physio Room come in where you may need some guidance from a provider, from a, a fitness professional, somebody to help assess your body, assess your movement, mechanics, your strength, your mobility, your running gait, so that we can figure out, hey, what's the actual issue here? What's causing your certain body part to hurt? And then how do we address it? So... The root cause could be, like I said, it could be another body part from a mobility or a strength standpoint. It could be your running gait being a major contributor to why you're having pain. It's unlikely that it's the shoes, the surface you're running on, unless, of course, you you know you sprained your ankle on a trail or something. That's that's different. Um, but I mean, like you know, if you're running on a treadmill versus running on the road versus running on a gravel path um, or a track. It's unlikely that like, oh, the pavement caused my knee injury. Well, that's probably not true. There's probably other things that are going on. And I'd be happy to talk shop with you about that if you have any questions. But, um, you know, it might be a training error. And when I say training error, 
it means, you know, maybe you have progressed your volume too quickly. Maybe you weren't running much at all. And then you built into running pretty quickly and you ramped up your volume week over week too fast. And then you wound up sustaining some sort of an injury, whether that's knee or ankle or hip or whatever that might be. That happens very often. And that's one of the biggest buckets that we look for when we're asking questions to people to try and figure out like, okay, how did we come to the point where now this thing is bothering you? And we ask questions about your training and questions about if you have a coach or if you don't. And then there's that huge bucket of, could it be a mechanical issue? Is it a gait issue? Is it a strength mobility? Like does your ankle lack range of motion and now you're having knee pain when you're running because you're not able to dissipate any force through your ankle? This is a scenario where maybe you have excessive pronation because your ankle doesn't move correctly. That may put undue stress on the knee or on the inside of the shin. Maybe you develop shin splints and you sort of see where I'm going here. And then, of course, you know, could it be a lifestyle issue? Is someone trying to train heavily and have a high training load, but they're not recovering well? They're not getting adequate sleep. Maybe they're not eating appropriately. This is going to change the tolerance that their body has to stress. Maybe it's a gear issue. Again, these aren't normally the issues, but maybe somebody is in a pair of shoes that's not appropriate for them based on how their mobility and everything is. And that could be a contributor to why they have pain or symptoms. Maybe your shoes are really worn out. Personally, I think um, most shoes and people wearing those shoes can get more miles out of them than what the running store typically recommends. But it all depends on like, where are you running? What surface are you running? How long did those shoes sit in the box before you actually used them? How heavy is the person that's wearing those shoes and how do they run? Because a 200 pound person wearing one exact type of shoe is different than a 100 pound person wearing that same shoe, right? Those are going to wear out at different rates because it's a different amount of pressure that's getting put through those structures and foam and rubber on the shoes, right? What are, you know, what are those shoes being used for? So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's awesome. Um, and then ultimately, please, 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 please. If you sustain an injury, you've addressed it. Maybe you sought out the help of a professional. Are you putting the steps in place to prevent it from coming back? Or are you just going back to what you were doing before? And then it's very likely that that's going to come back and continue to plague you if you don't address it and then reload or work on the prevention aspect. And this gets missed a lot of times in a lot of offices. You know, you get to the point where you're out of symptoms, you go back to your activity, but then you stop doing some version. You don't always have to do as much, but then you stop doing the things that got you back to it in the first place. And then months or maybe a year later, the same issue returns. So as an example for this, you know, potentially we have someone doing a certain set of a grouping of exercises on a daily basis, and they gradually decrease their symptoms and get back to the point where they're able to return to running. Well, if they're no longer having pain, no longer having symptoms, whatever exercise series that we help them progress to, you may not need to keep doing those things daily in order to keep feeling the way that you want to feel and keep feeling good. But you might have to do them two times a week or three times a week in order to continue to maintain the level of mobility, strength, stability, whatever whatever that is, to stop having the issue that you were dealing with in the first place. You're seeing where I'm going here, right? If you just go back to what you were doing before, why would you think the outcome is going to be any different? If somebody changed up their nutrition, lost weight, 
was feeling amazing, and then all of a sudden stopped doing what they were doing, went back to eating the way that they were before. It should be a surprise to nobody that their situation may return to how it was before. But this happens all the time, right? So, you know, I'm in the business of trying to help people get back to the activities that they love to do and not deal with the nagging injuries that continue to plague us, whether this is back pain, knee, shoulder, neck, ankle, you name it, right? No matter what it is, we want to help you address it, you know, address the symptoms, address the root cause, prevent it from coming back so that you don't continue to have to deal with that. So you can go play with your grandkids and you can go run and you can go hit the softball, throw the ball in from the outfield, whatever that might be without it bothering you, right? And unfortunately, this article that I sort of started this episode talking about left a lot to be to be desired in terms of, you know, actually addressing the issue and not just resting and hoping that it will go away. I do like that they talked about cutting the expectations. I like that they talked about having a training plan or finding a coach if you don't have one. I do like that they talked about rest, but they basically made it sound like rest is like the main thing that you should do. And then as you return, just be careful on your way back to running. I think it should have led off with, you know, maybe put this little tiny disclaimer here at the bottom in bigger letters. And it is such a good idea to find somebody who knows your sport or activity that you like to do. Maybe they've done it themselves or they currently still do it themselves because they're going to be an expert in it. And then they know what you're going through. They know how to help you get back to it. And then they're going to be able to relate to you and understand your situation inside and out, right? So again, I appreciate you guys hanging with me on this episode, talking about returning to running post-injury. Like I said at the beginning, we handle everybody's situation unique to them. There are different walk-to-run programs. There's different postpartum return-to-running programs. There's different you know, ACL return-to-running programs. But all of these things are guidelines, not the absolute rule for every unique situation because everybody is different. Everybody's unique. And we want to make sure we handle things in that manner, right? Thank you guys for tuning into The Code. I really hope to catch you guys back here next time on another episode, whether it's solo or interview style. We appreciate you listening. Have an awesome day.